0: And as we gather here Mark chapter 5 verse 1 onwards it's a story where Jesus is actually taking his disciples on the Other side. When you read through Mark chapter 4 and towards the last scriptures, you come into the understanding of what the scripture talks to us about and where Jesus is taking his disciples. The master knew where he was going, the master knew what he had to do on the other side. All he has his disciples was just join along with me for this joy ride. Just join with me as we go to the other side. And here is Jesus and His good disciples. They are on the boat and they are going on the other side. What is Jesus doing? He is sleeping. He is sleeping. He is probably taking rest. But then there comes a storm that ravages against the boat that they are traveling. And it comes to a point where the boat is now filled with water. And it's going to be, you know, it's, it's a life-threatening situation where... Uh, Uh, the boat will sink you know and and everybody is scared they're calling out the name of Jesus Jesus what you doing you asked us to join you for a joy ride an excursion a trip to the other side and now when we are traveling with you we are encountering the biggest storm that we have ever faced in our life and you are sleeping Jesus wakes up What does he do? He calms the storm, and he says, "Be still!" And uh, the storm has calmed down. The waves have calmed down, and they go to the other side. When they reach the other side, that's where the story that I want to bring your attention towards begins today. They came to the other side of the sea, the country, to the country of the Gerasenes. uh, And when Jesus has stepped out of the boat, immediately they met him out of the tombs, a man with a unclean spirit. He was filled with demonic spirits. He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he rents the chains apart and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. Uh, Night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from far, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son, God of the Most High? Uh, I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Uh, And Jesus asked him, What? Is your name? He replied, My name is Legion. for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs were feeding there on the hillside. And they begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs. So he gave them permission and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs and the herd. Numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea Drowned in the sea. What a beautiful story that this morning as we read to understand on the other side of the journey, Jesus is going and taking his disciples because there was one man who needed a deliverance. There's one man who needed a breakthrough. The disciples did not see what the other side looked like. The disciples could not understand what the other side of the the ocean the sea the river looked like the other side of the journey looked like the disciples could not understand but the master the creator the orator of the story knows everything even at the beginning how wonderful god is that he knows the end of the story at the very beginning he knows everything about our life even at the beginning of our life and we are so thankful to journey on with a maker who knows everything about us. He chose to take his disciples on this journey, even after knowing there could be some hardships, because this one man's life is more valuable than anybody else. And Jesus chose to be on the other side. Jesus chose to be on the side where this one man is now battling uh, sickness, evil spirit, demonic oppressions and he is going through some difficult season in his life and Jesus chose to take his disciple on the journey on the other side. Brothers and sisters, today we are gathered in this room because somebody decided to cross over to the other side and reaches out with a word of hope. Somebody decided to come into our life to cross over every struggles of life so that you and me can accept the Lord as a personal Savior and be here. We were once tormented with evil desires and demonic oppressions no matter what it was but it was the grace of our Almighty God that decided to go through the storms of life which is the cross, the betrayal, the people, the persecution but you and me were so valuable and so important that Jesus chose to go through the pain of life and he came searching for you and me. You must be important. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am important. I am important to God Almighty. He came for me. He chose to go through the struggles of life all by Himself. Death could not stop Him from reaching out to us. Death could not stop Him from coming down for us, saving life so that you and me can find our hope in Christ Jesus Himself. You must be important. We must be important. Gather in this room. He chose to cross over the ocean just for that one man who was bound by evil spirits. Just by that one man who could not be stopped by anybody. Just by that, for that one man who needed the healing hands and the touch of Jesus Christ. Always understand there is always going to be a storm before a miracle shows up in your life we will go through a storm. Somebody said this and I reminded our church last week or on a Wednesday night, I believe, during a midweek service, that you are either coming out of a storm, going through a storm, or you might be going into a storm. Life will always have challenging situations in our life. Life will always have some sort of a challenging situations in our life. And these challenging situations only reveal the grace and the power of Almighty God that has sustained us in the previous season. He is faithful in this and He is faithful in our future as well. The God who has led us in our past seasons, He is faithful and He has been faithful and He is faithful in our future situations as well. There is always a storm before a miracle shows up in your life. Are you praying for a miracle to happen? In the midst of your storm, my God will come through. Our Savior has not failed us. His grace is abundant. He will come through to rescue us. But understand, when you are going through the storms of life, always know God is with you. He holds your right hand, makes you walk through brothers and sisters. He will not leave you alone. You are not alone. God is on your side. And if He is with you... No matter matter what comes against, he will rescue us and we will stand with victory in Christ Jesus. There is always a storm before a miracle shows up in our life. there's always a storm, always a storm. Are you going through a storm in your life? Expect a miracle. If God is on your side, miracle is around the corner. And I heard a pastor reminded a couple of days ago i was sitting down with a man of god and he said never be never be jealous of your neighbor is receiving a blessing. Sometimes, you know, we come to church, we say, oh, you know what? My neighbor received this. They are receiving all the answers. I've been praying for seven days, 21 days. I've been praying. I've been meditating. I've been sitting in God's presence for such a long time. I have not seen an answer, but my neighbor is blessed. He is receiving. She is receiving a blessing from God and all the blessings that they have. Always understand, if God is blessing your neighbor, he must be in the neighborhood. And He surely is in the neighborhood. And this morning we gather in this room because we believe that His presence is here. Whatever we are going through, bring it to the presence and the feet of our Savior. He is the answer to every question we have in our life. He is the answer to every storm that we have faced, we are facing or we might face in our life. Listen, if you know who is in authority, you don't doubt the progress of life. If then you know who is in authority, who is in control, and the moment you realize that God is in control of every situation in my life, you will never doubt the progress of life. Are you with me, church? No matter failure or struggle, whatever comes to our life, we will not hesitate or we will not doubt the progress. Why? Because we know who is in control. Over our life. Who is in control over your life? Do you control it? Or do God control it? Have God control. If He's the orchestrator. The beginning and the end. The creator. And if He has led us thus far. Let Him control. He knows the way out. He knows the way in. He knows the places that He is taking you. And if God is leading you to a place. He is the provider as well. In those situations of life. Always know, brothers and sisters, if you know and when you know who is in authority of your life situation, you will never doubt the progress of life. You know, as the disciples are journeying with Jesus, they are in this river, they are in this uh, ocean, they are going through this onto the other side. As they are progressing in life, the moment they see wind, the moment they see the storms raging against the boat, what happens? They're filled with fear. Uh, They're filled with uh, fear. They're filled with anxiety. What's going to happen about my life? Are we going to die together? Is there going to be a burial service today along with Jesus in the ocean? No brothers, you got it right. If the creator of the universe is with you on this journey, you were not meant to die here today. He is the one who is leading you to the other side because on the other side, there is a miracle that is yet to happen. You might go through a storm in your life. But when you know who is in authority, you will never doubt the progress of life. Praise the Lord. Some people go into depression when they see shut doors. Some people go into depression when they see failures in their life. Some people go into depression the moment they see a bad doctor's report. But can I tell you, when you know who is in authority, you will not doubt the progress of life. No matter wilderness or no matter the plains or the valleys or the mountain tops. I know my God, my Redeemer lives. And as long as I follow Him, no matter where He takes me, I will follow Him because He is the author of my life. Hallelujah. He is the author of my life. I will not doubt the progress of life because I know who is in control. Do you know who is in control. I met with a uh, family recently. They're going through really bad situations in their life. They're n- n- new to Christian faith. And they came and they don't know much of, uh, uh, you know, the theological stuff, you know, from Bible. Sometimes we preach a lot of theological stuff. They don't know all of this. All and only the thing that they know is this Jesus is a miracle worker. He heals, he delivers, and they completely believe. They were going through a difficult situation in their life. Very difficult situation in their their family. And can I tell you, they started believing to trust in the author of life more than anybody else who had voices of opinion around them. Are you with me? They decided to believe in the voice of God than in the voices of people all around them. Can I tell you, this family started coming to church within three weeks Within three weeks, God gave them a big breakthrough that they needed. Nobody else could ever do it, but God just brought a life situation into and gave them a big breakthrough. Can I tell you, you might be going through some storms in your life this season. The God who was faithful in the previous years is the same God. The one who parted the Red Sea, the one who led you out of the captivity, He is the same God. And we will travel to the other side. God says, on the other side is your promises. And I want to take you there when you know who is in authority you will never doubt the progress of life listen you will never cross over without a conflict expect a conflict in the days of life expect a conflict in your workspace expect a conflict in your spiritual life the enemy does not want you to have a peaceful life are you with me church? the enemy is always after anything that is valuable Anything that is valuable. The enemy is after anything that can actually create an impact. If your life can create an impact, the enemy is after you. If your life can create an impact in your surrounding, among your neighbors, among your peers, in your school, in your offices, wherever God has placed and positioned you, expect a conflict within your circumstances. Always expect a conflict. Listen, you will never cross over without a... Conflict. Are you with me, church? If you're going through a conflict in your life, expect, know, and understand you're about to cross over. You don't do this by your own merit. You don't do this by your own strength. You don't do it because your knowledge is great. You don't do it because your influence is wonderful. You do it because of the grace and the power of the Almighty God. You know what? Moses had to lead a multitude of people. From the Egyptian captivity into the promised land. Here is Moses leading thousands and millions of people. And they are following this great leader. Listen, there is a conflict. What is the biggest conflict that they're facing? They are facing the Red Sea. They are facing the sea right ahead of them. And then comes the Egyptian army chasing them from. And every angle they have been surrounded. But they are hoping that they will cross over. The God who has led them thus far will not fail them. He is faithful. And His promises are yes and amen. And He is able to lead us into the other side. Trust in the progress of life. No matter where you are, you might be surrounded all around by enemies and people trying to destroy you. But if God is on our side, no matter who stands against, will never prevail. He will lead us into the promised land. He will lead us into promised area. This is the promise of heaven for each one of us. You know, listen, you will not cross over without a conflict i want this thought to just sink in our life if you're going to some sort of a conflict in our thoughts within our family what's some sort of a conflict in our thoughts maybe there are areas in life where god wants to you to have a crossover maybe there are areas in life where god wants you to go to the other side are you with me maybe you're stuck when you are stuck in one place god will perhaps bring conflicts in your life to just shake you up a bit so that you will travel to the other side because He does not want us to be satisfied where we are right now. Maybe the conflict is just to begin a new journey in your life where you'll be like, God, you know what? I think this conflict is all so that I will be shaken up so that I can go to the other side where you are bringing and where you are taking me. Maybe, brothers and sisters, the miracle that God wants to do through your life lies on the other side. But as humans, we are always comfortable on this side where we are at right now. Everything is good on the land. There is no tension, nothing to worry about on the land. But the moment you have this journey to go onto the other side, that's when you experience conflicts. And as humans, we don't want to encounter any sort of conflicts in our life. Are you with me, church? We don't want to encounter any sort of conflicts no matter where we are in life's journey. But can I tell you something? When you have a conflict in your life, maybe God is reminding you I am the God of crossovers. I am the God of crossovers. I will take you through. And I am shaking you up so that through you, there is a new victory in somebody's life. Through you, there is healing in somebody else's life. Through you, there is peace in somebody else's life. Brothers and sisters gather in this room. You know, some of us have very peaceful homes. Some of us have very good countenance where when people come to us, they encounter the peace, but the enemy will bring busyness in your life so that your cannot be manifested in somebody else's life. Are you with me, church? Some of you have that innate God-given gifts in your life that when you talk, there's some sort of a peace all around you. Have you come around some people? And then there are some people, the moment they open their mouth, you're like, I lost my peace. I need to get out of this room. (laughs) Some of you, I pray that the gift God has put in your heart is for somebody else to enjoy the gift of the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit. I pray that this season when God is shaking you up, maybe He wants you to cross over to the other side because there is somebody who is crying out day and night for help. There is somebody who is in pain. There is somebody who is in chains and shackles and it is you and only you who can cross over to bring a deliverance in their life because you have seen the radiance of His glory shine in your life. God who has given you victory is asking you, can you become a victory in somebody else's life? The devil only attacks what is valuable. Some people say, Pastor, why am I going through all this trouble? I am a praying Christian. I fast and pray. But cycle after cycle, season after season, I'm the only one. My family is the only one who is going through the sickness, the trial. Listen, brothers and sisters, maybe you are receiving all the attacks. The devil devil attacks whatever is valuable to God. If you have been attacked, understand maybe you're valuable to God. Maybe you're valuable to God. But whatever he does will not take you down. Because His hands, His arms have wrapped you around. He loves us. God loves us. And that's the hope I want everybody in this room to have. That God loves us. Sometimes God delivers delivers us out of a situation. And sometimes He delivers us in it. Listen to this very carefully. Sometimes... God delivers us out of a situation and sometimes He delivers us in it. We all want to be delivered out of a situation that we don't want to go into that conflict. We don't want to go into that situation. But sometimes God will deliver us in it. It was in the fiery furnace. The disciples, the, 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 the followers, the, the friends, they had to go through the fiery furnace. And in the fiery furnace, the fourth man appeared. Are you with me, church? Praise the Lord. The, the, the followers, the disciples, the leaders, the members. The, the, in other words, when I say the Israelites, they had to go through the Red Sea And God led them through it. Why? Sometimes God will deliver us out of a situation, but sometimes God will deliver us in the situation. Always know and understand his timing is the best. He knows what he is doing. When you know who is in authority, you don't doubt the progress of life. This morning, I just want people to understand, we know who is in authority over our life. We know who is in control of our life. When failures come, struggles and situations turn around and, and make us feel weak, always know. if God is leading us, He will bring a victory in our life. He is faithful yesterday, today and tomorrow. He doesn't change because people change. He does not change because situations change. He does not change because policies change. He does not change because organizations change. He is the same yesterday, today. And forever, if he who has called you by your name, he is faithful to lead you onto the other other side. Listen, brothers and sisters, the size of the storm lets me know how important the promise is. How important the person is. The promise is about the person here. The size of the storm just lets me know how important the person is or how important the promise is in your life. If you're going through a storm in your life, mentally, physically, financially, in your health, if you're going through a storm in your life, always know the size of the storm lets me know how important the promise of God is for me. Jesus was ready to go through the storm because He knew the person the people are important to him listen to this very carefully jesus was willing to take that storm of pain of separation of the cross of betrayal being lonely he was willing to go through that storm why because he knew the promise the people is very important the person is very valuable. In the whole story, you come across this portion where nobody wants to care about a man Jesus cared about. Nobody wanted to spend time with a man, but Jesus wanted to. He came, He delivered this man. We all know the stories reading from our young Christian Sunday school days. We know the stories here, so familiar with the stories that sometimes we, when we read it, we want to skip because we already read it. We know it. Listen, Jesus came for that one man who nobody wanted to care for. He lived his life in the tombs. Nobody around him, crying out day and night for help, cutting himself up. The mental aggression that this man has, the the amount of depression that perhaps he's going through with all the demonic oppressions that he has led his life thus far. There might be people in this room, I'm not saying people are filled with demonic spirits like this man, but there is something that we are battling in our mind. Thoughts that have taken us captive. Things of life that has taken us captive. And there is a voice beneath, there is a voice in your spirit that cries out for help. There's a voice in your heart that says, somebody please listen to me, I am in pain. I am bound to these rules. I'm bound to these practices. I am bound to these addictions. I am bound here. Somebody, please listen. I need help. This man's story, this man's cry, Jesus heard. When nobody else cared, Jesus chose to go to the other side. Brothers and sisters listening to me, he chooses to come to the other side where you are at today. I pray that my voice will travel across no matter where you are at and bring a word of healing into your soul, into your life things that are hidden beneath that nobody wants to know, nobody can know, but you are in deep pain, you are crying out for help. Only Jesus and only the Word of God can bring that healing. Only Jesus is touch and only the presence of God. I pray that if there are people who are in this deep pain, struggle, hey, I don't believe in a church being locked up in a, within the four walls. I believe This is the church. The congregation is the church. Where you go, you're taking the church with you. There might be people who are going through this pain in their life. I pray that you will become the answer who will cross over to the other side to bring somebody out of their captivity so that they will be found in Christ Jesus. When you read through that story here, you see how this man's life was changed and delivered and Jesus healed him. But I love what happens after that. After that is the story of this man becoming an evangelist for Jesus. After his deliverance, he just wanted to testify about the good things Jesus has done in his life. After he was delivered, he didn't want to keep Jesus to himself. There are people in this room that I know that God has come through in your life and you were in your deep sin and your practices or whatever you were dealing with. But He came and rescued you. The moment God rescues you, you become a son and daughter of Jesus and you cannot stop talking about the Savior in your life. Are you with me, church? You cannot stop talking about, people will come stop you. People will come talk about you. They're like, hey, you know what? You are better with all those demonic spirits. What's wrong with you now? You are better off with all those demonic spirits now. What is wrong with you? What has gone wrong with you? And you see from verse 14 onwards, there are people who are coming to look at him and, and, and he's just going around to just travel around to testify about Jesus. Let's read from verse 14 Almost The, the herdsmen fled and told in the city and in the country. And people came to see what was that had happened here. And they came to Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had uh, the legion sitting there, clothed and in the right mind. Listen to this very carefully. Number one, he was clothed. Number two, he was in his right mind mind. When the deliverance came in his life, you see how he was clothed now and he was in his right mind. In other words, when the deliverance come in your life, the ropes of salvation come onto your life. You're no longer identified by your sin, but you're identified by the Savior's actions of salvation that has come into your life, the ropes of salvation. No longer you walk around with filthy ragged um, clothes but now you walk around with the robes of salvation that comes only through the grace of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. You see this man here, he's changed altogether. His life has been changed and transformed with the grace of our Almighty God. And you see he's been clothed and now he has a right mind. Having a right mind is so important in life. Praise the Lord. Systems fail when you don't have a right mind. Organizations fail when they don't have a right mind. Mind. Governments fail. Nations fail. When they don't have the people who rule, don't have a right mind. Families collapse. Why? When they don't have a right mind. You and me, we need to have the mind of Christ Jesus. Praise! Are you with me? Through so the scripture. You need to have the mind of Christ Jesus. Why? So that there will be life all around you. So that there will be peace around you. The mind of Christ brings deliverance around you and you see now they saw this ma- man with a right mind I pray people listening to me today we will walk out of this space with a right mind a mind to think a mind that is progressive a mind that knows about the situations around and then brings healing into our lives circumstances I pray that through the work that God has allowed in your life there will be a right mind that begins To bring that deliverance. As you read through verse 17, you see. And they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. That shook me here. That scripture just shook me here. You know, you just saw a miracle that Jesus did to a man who was bound by demonic spirits for such a long time. The villagers, the, 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 the islanders in the group, uh, they wanted to bless this guy. They wanted to do so much help for this guy. But none of them succeeded. They, then there comes this one man who has helped this guy get out of his demonic spirits, be freed forever. Now this community comes to Jesus and say, you know what, Jesus, we don't want you here any, any longer. Can you please leave this region? Verse 18, as he was getting into the boat as he was getting into the boat the man listen to this everybody else versus the man a majority versus a person who has been singled out now there's a multitude versus one man brothers and sisters there is always be a multitude and you There is always be a big group of people and you, listen to this, what the word has to say. Mention, I pray that this will bring some life into your situation. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. Who? He might be with Jesus. He might be with Jesus. And he did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends. And tell them how much the Lord has done for you. Through the miracle that Jesus accomplished here, He's actually changing a city through the man that He just delivered. Jesus knew that these people were not receptive for Jesus to be in the town for a longer. Hey, He's a gentleman. He's not forcing Him to anywhere. People were not receptive. He got in the boat and he was going away. And that's when this man who received the miracle of Jesus approaches, approaches him and says, Jesus, can I just ride with you? Can I just come with you? I love this company. I love what you've done in my life. Nobody cared about me, but you cared for me. You came for me. Can I come with you? Jesus said, hey, you know what? I want you to go back into the place where I cannot go. I want you to go to the city that is shut off from me. I want you to go to that extra mile where I cannot journey on. Perhaps there are people who need to know what the Lord has done in your life. When they hear what the Lord has done in your life, your life will become the radiance of my glory that shines in their dark environment. Are you with me, church? Jesus sends this one man that was an evangelist, ordains him as an evangelist. You know, last week we ordained uh, Pastor Roy Thomas, got his ordination from the assemblies of God. There are ministers in this room. There are pastors in this room. But all of us, we are an evangelist of Jesus Christ. Never forget the fact. We bear the testimony of what Christ has done in our life. There are friends that I cannot talk to, your community that I cannot minister to, people that I don't know, Influences that only you have. And I pray the Lord that has saved your life, you will become the light of His gospel in those areas of darkness that only you can travel, where only you can minister. Have a burden for people. I'm going to wind up here. Have a burden for people. Have a burden for people who are sick have a burden for people who are lost have a burden for people. Brothers and sisters, let's not just do the church because it fits good in our Sunday morning schedule. But I pray that we will be challenged to do the work that God has asked us to do. And it is simply that we become the radiance of His glory and that we shine the light of His knowledge into places that are deprived of it. And I pray that your life will become the light of His gospel and will enlighten dark minds and they will come back to a right mind once again. I pray that it is us. I pray that it is us who chooses to do that. This one man came to Jesus and said, Jesus, can I ride with you? Can I go with you? Jesus said, no, son, I delivered you. Now I want you to go and deliver others. I want you to go Can I have the worship team? I want you to go and deliver others. Listen to this very carefully. The devil will try to do everything possible to disrupt your faith in God. Your faith in God. He will try to do everything to disrupt your faith in God. Listen, if your ministry, if your mission in your ministry, if your mission in your workspace, if your mission in your education is to be without conflict, then by that standard... Jesus' ministry was a complete failure. Listen to this very carefully. If your mission in your work, if your mission in your business, if your mission in whatever God has asked you to do in this season, your ministry life is to be without a conflict. Everybody enjoys their life without a conflict. Then by that standard, Jesus' ministry was a biggest disaster. His ministry was a big failure because every single day of Jesus' life, He had to go through accusations. He had to go to persecution. He had to go to struggles and betrayals. People just stepping back away from Him. His life and His ministry was not a failure. Why? Because He chose to obey the voice of God and be for. Someone who needed his hands, his healing hands, his healing touch the most in their life. I pray the God who has redeemed us, the God who has set us apart, the God who has called us. I pray that we will take this very seriously. First of all, my prayer today, as I conclude my message, have a burden for people. If you don't, you must pray for it must pray for a burden for people. Let me ask you this question. If you're here in the church, in the last one week, is there anybody that you prayed for? At least one person that you prayed for? At least one person that you said, God, I am praying for this person so that they will seek the knowledge of heaven, that they will come to their right senses is what the word says about the prodigal son. That he will come to his right mind is what the word talks to, talks to us about. The man who is filled with demonic spirits. I pray in our, if not, um, if, if not, if not, I'm going to suggest that let's make it a practice in our daily prayer. We pray for at least one person or a family. One person or a family that you're willing to go to the other side. On the other side. It might be uncomfortable. Might requires you to work extra. Might be a little uncomfortable because you're working with people who are messy, working with people who are in shackles, who are in chains. So mind is not right. I pray. I pray that this season and the walk of our life, we will choose God. It's good to walk with you, but I am taking you to the place where only I can go. It's good to walk with you, God. But now I'm deciding to take you to the places of influence that you have surrounded me with. Can we all rise up in God's house? Brothers and sisters, the enemy attacks whatever creates an impact. Your life is meant to create an impact, not an ordinary life, not to live the way it is, not to be the way it is, but to create an impact. To create an impact. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. And As we do that, we'll sing a song and honor and worship him. And as we do that, we'll have the offering buckets, uh, you know, passed around as well and celebrate the presence of our almighty God as together we meditate on God's word.